Sup guys, it's your host Paul, aka Mr. What the Footy, and I'm back again with yet another episode. To all my avid Monday morning listeners who listen to my voice on their commute or to wake up in the morning to uh, apologies for not bringing the pod a few hours earlier at the usual time. Uh, yesterday was my birthday and on Saturday I went for a uh, bottomless brunch and for anyone who's ever been the one of those before, I kind of guess you guys know how those end up. So um, so yeah, apologies guys. Uh, before going into what today's pod is going to be about, I'd like to say in light of the coronavirus that's currently going on, guys, I hope you're staying safe and you're following the advice of the NHS, the government and the World Health Organization. Um, peace and love guys and I'm wishing you nothing but good health and safety um, today's episode was pre-recorded with myself and Royce just about two weeks or so ago um, matter of the day put out quite an interesting Facebook post um, asking people what rules within football they'd love to see come in and this unearthed a lot of fascinating and interesting some silly some actually fascinating ones that could actually work and Royce and I just literally whizzed through a lot of them and had our say debated deep dived and we concluded on what rule we individually would want to see come into football the most uh, guys I hope you love this episode this is the penultimate episode of season one of the what the footy podcast guys I hope you love it not like it I hope you love it so you know what to do download subscribe rate and review and tell a friend to tell a friend let's go what the footy what the footy what the footy what the footy welcome back to the what the footy podcast royce i've actually missed you a little bit man yeah. i miss you too i miss you too <laughs> they say that uh, absence makes the heart grow uh, grow fonder i know it's been it's been a long time there's been a lot of football happening there's always football happening yeah the winter breaks over we're back <laughs> yeah man it's been it's been a crazy crazy time within football and um there was a thing that came out on the match of the day facebook and i tagged royce in it and basically match of the day posed a question that said if you were in charge in football what new football rule would you introduce in time for next season and why and a lot of random stuff were unearthed um and I think oh, loads of them are sticking out to me, right? So I'm just scrolling from my phone as I'm talking. Um, but I feel like the, the one that screams out a lot to me centers around refs. Um, there was there's one that says here that only the captain should be allowed to approach the ref, like we see in rugby. What's your, what's your sort of thoughts on that? I don't I don't know if that would really be influential because don't think so when i see when i see refs i don't necessarily well in terms of like decisions and i don't necessarily think a player could really influence i disagree i know they can i know but whenever i see football it's like if it's a yellow it's a yellow like no amount of talking is going to change when, like, I, if when, I, when I played um when i played football i don't play as much as i used to play but mm. my coach always used to say like to this, about this one referee the, the louder you shout, the more he will listen. And <laughs> and like if if I go back to I think there was a game yeah, but I think there was a game when um Carragher put in a nasty tackle against Nanny years ago mm. and um, he was explaining the situation how like straight away obviously like 
the likes of yeah, like, every, like, like every Gary man Neville, just running. Wayne Rooney, I know. <laughs> all running over and screaming. But Carragher was really smart, and obviously, I think mean, you mentioned he was quite friendly with Phil Dow at the time. Mm. Came over on the calming measure, and I feel like a lot of players can influence the, the referee. The more players run over, sprint over, succumb. I think I think the the uh, the best place for that to happen will probably be at like international fest. I mean, international competitions like the Euros, because I know like. When it comes to like countries and like Mm-mm. it's it's techy. It's yeah, yeah. I remember there was Literally one. To war. I remember there was one game. I don't know. I forgot. Is it, it was a final? I remember. I remember there was like over like nine yellows. Maybe like I know there was like a lot of yellows and like, so I think in terms of them kind of games, it could be a. But in the Premier League, like when you're in the Premier League, especially with the characters, the, like the refs that we have, they're really characters in themselves. Like I don't necessarily think. Like, I do feel like, like refs probably are getting more stronger and sturdy these days. For example, yeah, because like I think players, I, players sprint over, they'll just be like, listen, yeah, just like go move. Away, like, don't, like, and even away. the thing about like the rule about dissent now, like if you if you say anything not like nonsense to me, I'll just yellow, I'll give you a yellow. I even if you want to continue, a red, like so I don't necessarily yeah, think that is really like a big deal as it was before. Back in the day, like the Fergie time days, I could I would appreciate that. But right now, I feel those those characters maybe aren't as important. Yeah, they're not. And even how football has has changed now, like back in the day when you had like real character, like uh, if you see a, a, a Gary Neville, a Gary Neville, or Ray Keane running at you saying, "Bro, like you need to, ch- <laughs> you need to change that." I would be intimidated. But right now, like yeah, I forgot there was actually a ref. I forgot his name, Oof. but um, he said that. I think he was a little bit intimidated. Yeah, by, no, by, he, by said, Roy he used to, he used to say even Ferguson used to say it like. I used to intimidate rest for that Fergie time. Like I used to get onto rest to do that, but now nah, I don't necessarily think it's the case. Cause I even like, think um, cause if you look at Ancelotti, Ancelotti the other day that like, he was trying to get hyping up about that, even though it was a goal, that Everton goal mm. was a goal. Just like, got a yellow thing. You just yellow up Fine. to the up to the stands, please. Like yeah. you know, like it's it's easy now. Like it's not. I think I think once Martin Keown was even saying that. Um, at half time, the Man United players used to always like surround the ref mm. and try and influence them. Like I think Alex Ferguson, mm. like you mentioned, just they used to do that quite a lot. And Martin Keown said that whenever he used to play Man United at half time, he'd always like guard the ref and stop Ferguson yeah, from yeah, getting yeah. him. But now it's just if I hear anything, I don't like yellows, descent. Like mm. we can start throwing these out. Like I don't have an issue with that. So here's, I don't. Here's one on here that you all love. Um, fourth place should no longer be a Champions League place. The final Champions League place should go to the FA Cup winners well, instead. I think... The greatest cup competition. At this moment in time, in the world. I don't necessarily think so because we need that top four. So I would like it to stay top four. So I think, okay, yeah, like I said before about the incentive, that would work. I think that would be a great incentive. I think that would be a very lovely incentive if they could do that. If they could do that because... The, um, is it League Cup? League Cup? They go. They get at least Europa they place. Get Europa yeah, and the FA Cup. And the FA Cup. Well, yeah. yeah. So I think that that would be like I said, the issue with the thing is that with um, with these cup competitions, it's just incentive. Like I think just the glory of it doesn't really work for me no more. Like I think tradition. I don't really. I'll be honest. I don't really care. Yeah. So if they did, if they did offer an incentive like that, then I'll I'll, I'll be for it. Like, we're still in the, We're still in the FA Cup, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love it. I would love it. I would love it. I would love oh it. yeah, Arsenal. Well. <laughs> you, you would. I would love it. Here, here's one because I, I don't want to go fully into that again. Obviously, we debated that already. Here's mm. one that's really interesting. There should be a thirty million pound transfer cap per window, which is quite fascinating actually. Because mm-mm, mm-mm. you know what? This week I saw that. <laughs> Um, Dortmund are trying to buy Jude yeah, Bellingham from Jude Birmingham, Birmingham. Yeah. and apparently, 
apparently that would be for £30 million and that would be Dortmund's transfer record fee. 16. No, but deep, deep it. Yeah, I know. I Transfer know, yeah. record fee for Dortmund is thirty million pounds. Yeah, because their system of recruitment is one of the best in the world. Excellent. But shouldn't the question that shouldn't teams even Ireland follow was, that system? Man United was trying to. I think they were trying to. Like, was it? It wasn't. It was like fifteen. Was it fifteen? They were trying to buy him at one point. I, but what, I don't Jude? remember. I think it was twenty-five. It was twenty-five. It was twenty-five. I don't. I'd, I don't think that would work bode well for a lot of teams. A lot of the higher end teams, they would, they would find ways around it. I would think so. Because how would you do it? Is it a case of like just the transfer fee itself? Because if the transfer fee is thirty million, then I would just throw whatever I can at that contract, and that would just inflate contracts even more. I, th- like. I think that person is probably trying to get more of the fact of within a window you can't spend over this this certain amount. But then, like you mentioned, there teams will find a way to yeah because to if, be you, push. Look like at, if you look, look at Pepe for yeah. example, like. That's on an installment basis. Yeah, that one. I was even gonna bring up Ramsey and Juve, like, because they're going for free. They basically just threw, like, I think his contract. I think it's like two hundred k. Like, I think he's the third highest um, UK player in, the, like, in, in the world. So, like, I don't think, you know, te- teams are smart. Teams, they'll just, yeah, they always find a loophole to, to sort it out. So I don't really think. But, that's but a I feel it does generate a whole question around whether top teams, because if you look at Dortmund, Dortmund have had great success through. Like look at the players that, they, that they've helped to to, yeah, to Dembele, like Lewandowski, mm, Bamiyang, mm, Pulisic. Mm. The list can go. On. The list can go. Even on. go back like people like Rizicki, the all them. Yeah. Forever. So um, even what's it called? Mkhitaryan. I'm, I'm just thinking on it. Gundogan. Oh, hella names. Hella Hummels. Hummels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it would. I don't necessarily think that would be a good idea. I think it just inflate the like. It would just make contracts like worse. I really think like you'll see players on like a million pound a week or something. Like that. And and on on that, like, we're seeing him literally every newspaper, every online feed. You just hear about yeah, I know. thirty million pound for a sixteen-year-old kid, mm. and um, maybe a rule within football around. But that how is old? Wait, so just to put, how old was Rooney when he was sold for like thirty million? But he was like eighteen. He was eight. 18 yeah, he was eighteen. Yeah, yeah, so 18. I don't. Do I really see? It, it depends if he doesn't, because the thing that will like will justify it is if he can like what's the word? If he can deliver on it. If he can deliver on it, then I don't think anyone really cares. You know for me, for me, it's not even the fee, but it's more of like his development. It's probably something you can touch on as well because mm. for me, if it's a move whereby he's getting sold, uh, when he's getting bought by a team and they're landing him back for two seasons, mm. fair enough. But if they're just gonna buy him and keep him there. For like for his development, yeah, like Stockpile, like if you look at the Haaland deal, even though that Haaland deal is a bit messy, but like I still, he's definitely leaving this and he's not staying there for very long. Because like, like I feel like, something like if you look at like that Martin Odegaard guy, like fifteen years old, Roma just yeah. bought him for crazy, and crazy he's just been on loans. But it's just fair, he's doing really, yeah, well. I know he's he, doing is, really well he is. Right I now, think he's in Sociedad. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, he's tearing up the two mm. year loan deal. But um, but even just on that, someone like him, I feel like should stay at Bayern and continue developing. And then maybe at 18, 19, then look for that move. But as we know within football, anything can change. Anything can yeah, change like anything. that, like injuries, managers. Mm. So even look at look at um it's not I hate to bring it Hudson Day. If we Hudson Day right now would not go for anything, like unfortunately, because of his injuries now. Mm. Like so it's a fickle time. Like you have to just cash in while you can. Like because football, you only got as a player, you've only really got one chance unless you've got kids that were gonna continue you haven't really got much in this game so it's like a case of let me just cash in now while i can so i don't know personally i feel 
it just depends on if it, what he does with if he makes that move and he he delivers, then I don't think anyone's really gonna say anything. Like they're gonna be like thirty mil, that's a steal. If you're trying to say, but if he doesn't, then the, the question would be like, oh, like what the what did you what's going on? Like football's inflated. You went for thirty mil, like so. I don't I don't necessarily know about that one. That cap, and as we're going back, if we're linking it back to the question. Teams will always find a way. The contracts will just be even more inflated. They'll probably hidden fees, agent fees. They'll find a way of just hiding that, hiding that money and sending it in other ways. Yeah, and even um, even one that's quite linked to this as well is that early this week, um, the UEFA president said that he, he believes that England should scrap the the Carabao Cup. And um, but what's his reasoning? What's his reasoning? He, he was just saying that it would help with fixture congestion, mm. which a lot of teams complain that's, that's about, a, that's a which one. is which is fair. Mm. And David Moyes this week actually said that the league, the Carabao Cup, which is the League Cup, mm. should be changed to a British Cup, whereby Scottish teams, Northern Ireland team, Irish teams, oh, yeah, I want to see teams. Celtic get battered. I want to see them get battered because there, there was a lot of t- there was a lot of talk that. If, like we hear, we've been hearing it for years, that if Celtic and Rangers were playing, there would there would be a mid-table side if that if that. No, but then bearing in mind that uh, Huddersfield last year got relegated and had ninety-two million pounds. So what would the likes of Celtic and Rangers do with TV rights money? Don't necessarily. But they have they they're in European competition, both Celtic and Rangers. And they get they get knocked, knocked, they get knocked out like, like Copenhagen. They got knocked out. Who did they get Copenhagen. knocked out? Yeah, it's like bro. <laughs> That's like easy, easy, <laughs> easy, easy, easy money, easy, easy picking. You know what I'm like, saying? Like for like, well, I'm not trying to. No disrespect to the teams in like, no disrespect, yeah, but yeah. it is true. Like, if if we got if either team got a draw like that in well I don't know about Arsenal because Olympiacos and that, but if Chelsea was saying that's easy money, like we'll be laughing to the bank, but. I would like that. I think that would be interesting. Even the, the idea of like, you know, this might be a good, I don't know if this is a, like a Premier League, but even just a rule of like that um, that idea of like a United Kingdom team, like, you know, when they did the Olympics, Olympics and they had, yeah, I thought that was a very nice, nice I thought that was a very nice touch as well. I, th- I would like yeah, something yeah, like that. I would like, I actually would like something like that. I think it would be much, in, I think it would be way more interesting. And, and are there any rules that you would like to see implemented within football? I think the one rule I would like, I think that, um, the you know, the pausing thing. So, like, in terms of talking about how much time is actually wasted in football, mm. and, like, on average, like, a good 10 to 15 minutes is just wasted on just, like, pauses in terms of substitutions, throw-ins, like, just fouls and stuff, like, goal kicks, even injuries. So, like, I think a good idea to maximise playing time and to maximise actual, like, footballing, like, just actual actual amounts of actual game time. I think games should be paused. I think in terms of, especially in the pause about, like, VAR, like, how, like, VAR could go. I think uh, one reason why, like, VAR is so controversial is because actual time is going so it's like boys we need to be quick like we need to if you're going to sort this out not only do we need to be accurate but we need to be quick and with mm. that accuracy with that um them trying to be quick like it causes a lot of inaccuracy so if they just say all right guys in, they do it in rugby they do it in nfl if they just say guys we have a bit of an issue pause time guys all right let's check so, watch the video so boom yeah. okay time stopped at 60 minutes let's go again I think it would be much better. And I think games would be much more fulfilling because we it's actually... Better, better for the mm. fans as well because f- fans can get... Imagine that like football is really expensive as it is mm, now. Yeah. And, and you're getting So imagine, changed. I remember there was one game that they said that just due to pauses in that, like they wasted a good 25 minutes. I forgot, I need to find the... But a good 25 minutes of just football gone, just off pauses, like 
bro, like, play. <laughs> hey, before I, before I go back into the seriousness of it, there's one that I've just seen now. It says that each team gets a next goal wins call only one a season. Oh, get out of it. <laughs> no, Man's a golden goal, apparently. On, on a real, though, how, how good would that be, though, just knowing that you can just shout, next goal wins, like you're playing <laughs> in a playground in your... Impossible for your oh, primary school. Then you should do Russ Goalie as well, then. <laughs> no, be... no, it is quite a fascinating one, actually. The... Um, there should be a, a Germany 50 uh, plus one rule. Uh, oh, to, like to how they got, yeah. The, the fan ownership and mm. that sort of stuff there. Oh. I, think, I think it would work. I think it depends on... Because I think, like, one thing I'd, we were talking about, I feel the, one of the main issues with football nowadays is just the the disconnect between consumer and the actual... And the fans, yeah, and yeah. Like the, the playing clubs people, yeah, yeah, clubs yeah. and consumers. I feel like... Back in the day, the reason why like a lot of like there was interest because there was actual ownership, like people could actually voice their opinion mm. and their opinions would be heard. Now it's a case of like like we look at the good example Arsenal or the fan TV culture in it. Look how they 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 like I, one thing I don't like is how they quickly shut down people's opinion. These are people that go to games, yeah, get yeah. in. They're just voice. I know sometimes it might be a bit negative. I know it might be a bit sensational, but they are voicing their opinions. Like yeah, in, in the way that they can, and yeah. they are honest. Like most of the time, like they don't. From what most of the ones I see, like they don't lie. Like if you have a poor game, they're gonna give it to you. If you have a good game, mm. they're gonna let you know. Like so, I feel if there was a sort of kind of sense of like ownership, I think it would make sense. I think it would be a very good. But the problem is. Like again, it's just proper management because we look at teams like in Germany, Leipzig. Like, yeah, yeah. That's why you think so because they've found a loophole. They yeah, basically Red Bull is basically just. I think what they do is because you have to you have to pay a certain membership fee. Mm. They basically raised up the membership fee and then basically got most of their execs or like people within Red Bull to just buy it. If I want to say, so they own basically Red Bull do own the team. So if they can make a sense, if they can make a kind of like scheme where like. You just put a bit of money in and you get a bit of a share of the team, then it would make sense. I think it would work really nicely. And it would almost take football back to the days of when like, it actually meant something mm. within the... Like, I remember speaking to a guy that I know who he was years ago, like a man, minority um, shareholder within Arsenal, obviously forced mm. to obviously sell his yeah, state know, because yeah. of like people within it. And he was telling me, he was saying once that um, I feel like obviously Arsenal were like a really, really struggling side between mm. like like within the 80s and he was saying that when Arsenal was struggling like his I think you like his dad or his granddad or something like that yeah. they would they would go like and all like the members would all yeah, come yeah, together I, there was there was one time I saw um Robbie was talking about like I think this was just before Cronky had bought the team they used to do like I don't know like meetings like annual AGMs, AGMs yeah, yeah, yeah. Used to do that. like people were saying like bro like these shares, like, I think there was one family said, these shares have been in my family generations, like, mm. my granddad, my great-granddad, they've all supported Arsenal. So, of course, they're going to have an invested stake in how the team is doing, regardless of where you're going with it. And mm. if they want, like, the thing is, what makes me laugh is that if fans could really give them, like, they do already, they pay yeah, yeah. week in, week out. So, why can't you give them a voice and just say, like, in terms of, like, maybe, I don't know, just in terms of, like, things about like transfers or like style of play like mm. just to ask the question of Arteta like why did you make that decision why did you make that trade because we know the, me the media will only say so much they only do so much to and that's for their own agenda mm, yeah. and I think that's what really scares a lot of these traditional because their fans are voicing their opinions we know what's going on like if for example 
Like, I remember the Chelsea Man U game. Like, that team was poor. I knew from before the game we was going to lose. And I wanted the only question I could ask Lampard was like, why? Why did you? What, what was your mindset? Why did you put Batshuayi over Giroud? Why did you put William and Pedro together? I need to know like what's going on because yeah. I don't think in this day and age we should have a team where Pedro William are both playing at the same time. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Unless it's like a friendly, then I can understand. But I think that would work. I think it just. I think there should be a scheme or a rule where like fans should have a space or even just yeah should have a space to voice opinion and i don't know how they're gonna do it but because and even when you go over to a game there as well you can see how Mm, much you can see how much look at that one of my dreams in life is to go to a dortmund game you can see how much they love that club like Mm. it's it's electric like when yeah yeah, like when you see even even in real madrid when you see the, the like one thing i don't like about i know i'm gonna but it's like things Teams here are intimidating. Like, when you go to, like, Real Madrid, when you go to Atletico, like, you can see it's intimidating. Like, it's scary mm. going there. Like, it's like, mm. bro, we're in it. Like, you saw... One thing that was that was charging me up was, that like, when I saw um, um, Simeone, like, when he was charging the fans, like, guys, like, support your club. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what I want to see. Like, in, in, in England, it's like, uh, you know, like, we're going to a game. It's, I know it's, like, there's this tradition, but it's not... Like, I don't necessarily feel that intimate. And I feel, I feel that links on to maybe another rule that we, maybe mm. we need to see within football, which creates the atmosphere in, 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 in the like German Free stands and all that kind of stuff. Safe yeah, standing. Free, yeah, because, safe. like, I don't know about you, I've been to non-league games where you can stand. Yeah, like, you, even, you even with that, like, when you go to a place, like, you feel intimidated. I mm. know it's like, uh, it might be a bit different about the whole hooliganism, but it's like, you go there, you hear the chants, you see some illegal flares, you see the... The T4, you we're see... We're not promoting that we're sort not, of We're stuff. not promoting that, but, like, you see the T4, you see, like... We're just saying what we see on like, TV, bro, guys. like, so even as a fan, I'm like, bro, like... Because even, like, when you come to Stamford Bridge, it's like... Eh, you, Do know. you know what it is? I was actually at Stamford Bridge for that Chelsea-Tottenham game, and... Arsenal get rinsed for obviously the Emirates being a library, like mm. Highbury's and like all we've had, no, had it for worse. years. Yeah, I went to Stamford Bridge worse. and <laughs> I've heard more it's, noise it's within terrible. my local library. It's terrible. On a Friday night than I've heard. Yeah, it's I went to library on a Friday night. I'm <laughs> but I was I was so startled because obviously Chelsea's obviously local rivals, mm. QPR, Fulham. Mm. But really intrigued that Battle of the Bridge, Chelsea, like, Tottenham has always been a big thing. Mm. And that day, the atmosphere. Like, was look just at, look flat. at, look at like Fenerbahce and like Galatasaray, Turkish, like scary places. Have you, have you, did you see the thing that went viral on um, Instagram? It was um, uh, a few, I think it was Galatasaray fans watching the game on TV. Mm. And some, one of their players missed the chance and they're all smashing the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen that. I've seen, yeah, that they'll we're, be screaming. We're not condoning criminal damage but or I, anything to the sort. I, like, I'm not, like, that passion, like, because. I think passion is infectious, but like when you see that, if I say as a player, I think that will charge you up. You're not gonna like you're not gonna be messing around if you mm. see that. Like even in terms of like the um, El, like, El Clasico, like when Roma, like I'm not a fan of Eve, but I could feel it. Like I could feel that, like, bro. Like this means something. If I say like. The, the one game that I go back to is the 4 2 Tottenham. When I saw Tor, I don't support oh, him, yeah, yeah. but T- take I can feel off. that. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, like, that was well. like, and he knows this, like, that, that, that passion is a le- like, you can feel that. You can be like, oh, bro. And I think that w- that's what connects the fans. I, I don't know. I think that's a good rule. I think that's a good rule. Before I end it on, obviously, the last rule that, that I think of, I want to just touch on one um, here as well. And um, 
What's your thoughts on, I know the Premier League tried it before, like a homegrown rule, all that sort of stuff there, yeah. because like you're saying with your rule, which is, remind me again, that, that you'd like to see within football? Oh, in terms of like... More, um, engage, more engagement between... Oh, the fans and like the, yeah. I feel like for me, a rule whereby, maybe, I don't know how prescriptive it has to be, but a requirement of young players having to play... A certain amount of minutes. A certain amount of match. Mm. Matches or minutes or starts. I feel like it has to be more more tangible mm. because you look at someone like Man City, the investment they poured into, into their academy. I look, at, I look at Chelsea's youth team. They've been winning every trophy. Yeah, for, for, God every, <laughs> yeah. for God knows how long. Mm. And you just got. And the funny thing, we just stopped part. We've got so many boys on loan. And like. even even what's so crazy as well is that West Ham, which is an academy, and our speaking to obviously Manny, who mm. obviously came through West Ham uh, for the first episode. Then West Ham, an academy, and the toys we're producing, the Frank Lampards, mm. the Rios. Joe Cole's like so where, many, where, yeah. where are the next players like that coming <laughs> coming through the ranks because it's just international investment like you rather just look elsewhere than towards your own I don't know why that I don't I really don't yeah I don't know why I don't know why that is I really don't know why we look elsewhere to solve our problem rather than inwards like I don't know why like we don't have that mentality especially with a team like um like Maybe I don't know. I'm gonna say like a Man United where we know it's done before. Like you had the the class of what what not 92. 92. Like it's been done before. So why can't you do it again? Why can't you instill that like that kind of like tradition of like boys? This is the standard. This is what we want you guys to be. If you're going to say, and like we don't want to look elsewhere. Like we want to look inwards. I don't know why like that if, is not like even me. If I was to ask you right now, name me a player in the Premier League this season that's. That's this year's been their breakthrough season. I, I couldn't even think of anyone off the top of my head. I can't really, you know. Maybe because I can't. Maybe Cantwell. <laughs> maybe no, Cantwell. Cantwell. Maybe Cantwell. Maybe Cantwell was like Cantwell was like twenty twenty two or something like that. I don't think so. I think he's twenty. Is he? I think he is twenty. I think he. I don't think he's Todd Cantwell. Maybe Cantwell. If that. But even even that being even that being said. Maybe Cantwell, maybe Mount. I could say Mount to an extent. I could say, may, but Tammy's been in it before. I would say maybe Mount, Mount. Has it been a maybe Tomori. Has uh, it been a? No, but those guys like everyone. But knew even Tomori, no one knew about them because because yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah, I know. Alone. I'm not gonna. Eddie and Ketty already knew about yeah, him. Yeah, already knew. Maybe Saka because it was his first time. Maybe, maybe, no, actually, I could say Saka. I could but say didn't, Saka. didn't he? Didn't he play? I think he played a little bit last season. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Yeah, he yeah. Because um, I could say Saka. Emery, Emery brought him through, and Lundberg started playing him a bit. Brandon Williams. Mm, I could say him Brandon as well. Williams. But I wouldn't say to the extent like, bro, put him on the Euro. Exactly, but <laughs> I wouldn't say that. If you compare it to obviously players that have gone before that had crazy breakthroughs. Mm. Like you think of like a Jack Wilshere, like his breakthrough, and everyone's like, mm. "Oh, he's knocking on the England door, knocking." On but even with even with that, it's more a case of like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to, be, but it's like good performers in a poor team. I'm not gonna lie, like the team has been quite. It's not like it's been a good team. Like, oh my god, like it's been like teams poor, like poor, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's be honest, like this has probably been the worst season to ever start a football podcast. Mm, like. Is I couldn't think of a worse season to, to start a podcast. Even, like, I'm trying to think, even, because even we look at um, um, just the uh, the top four, like, or even how just teams are just dropping points all over it, like, it's just terrible. Honestly, it's just been, I don't even know how Chelsea are still in top four, like, we, 
I can't remember the last time we won, like, okay, apart from the Tottenham game, I can't remember the last time we won a game, like, convincingly, that like, could be like, this is a top four performance. Like, I don't know. I don't know, personally. Just lastly, before we round up, um, so this episode, we've been going through different rules within football that people would love to see to improve the game. Oh, he's 22. Royce, yeah, I told you he's 22, God. yeah. Royce is a big advocate of <laughs> t- t- 22, like 25 these yeah, days. Yeah, he basically is. Um, Royce is a big advocate of changes within football and anything benefiting football. And my last one is, what rule do we need to see within football to bridge the gap? The huge mammoth of a gap between the rest in Liverpool and uh, City. Because last week I spoke with, two weeks ago I spoke with Mark mm. about how the decline of the quality of the Premier League. What rule needs to come in to, to bridge that gap? Does it need to be salary caps? Does it need to be... Take Salah and Firmino and them and put them on loan things. <laughs> <laughs> Does it need uh, to be like, what, uh, what, what rule needs to happen to, to really bridge that gap? I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think there's a. It's just the system. It's just I'm black. I really feel like, because that that's a very tough. Because if I'm really, question. if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna look at it, whenever I look in terms of, um, like, I say this whole money thing changed when Abramovich took over um, Chelsea, and from there, I think it had to do. If I'm gonna make a rule, it has to be a financial. I can't. I don't know what the rule would be, but it has to be a financial rule because I think that is what really bridges that changes that golf. The only thing, I think the only reason why we scream about Liverpool is that they're the anomaly because they haven't really spent much. I was about to say that, yeah. But yeah. it's just the system. Their system has just worked for them. Even like the Chelsea team before that, it wasn't necessarily because we spent much. It's just because Conte came in and he basically just put five at the back. He changed the system. That was mm. really it. So in terms of this golf, it's just a case of Tacticians just have to be better in their tactics. That's really it. Yeah, I'm going to be yeah. honest because there's not. I can't really say that. There's, there's, there's no excuse that people can rely on because, mm. like Sheffield United, are breaking. Yeah, yeah, like and, I can't. I can't really. Top players like, like that's a bit. That's a very four, great. Exo- I can't buy forty five million. It's just players. the way they're playing is just tactically. Just, just they're just wrong. on yeah. a different. They're just on a different level to certain teams. That's mm. really it. In terms of actual, like, um, I think you could implement that. America, you know, in um. Um, I don't know if it's in China, but it's like I know in America that David Beckham rule that only like a certain amount of players can be on maybe a salary cap kind of thing. That like maybe only a certain amount of players can be over a certain f- salary threshold. The rest mm. of them have to be on a certain thing. But what in terms of the actual quality of football, would would that lead to further decline in quality? Because these players just go to Spain or to Italy or to well, I don't know about yeah, but to anywhere like they'll yeah, go anywhere yeah. else just to get them the money that they want. So it's I don't necessarily know. I just think we just need to be more tactical. We need to find more ways of just finding out. Because Liverpool now, they are kind of burning out. We thank God the invincible run, we think, because I know all these, I love that last week. these Liverpool fans have just been screaming. But yeah, Royce, man, <laughs> been an absolute pleasure as always. Back again, mm. deadly duo. York and Cole. Yeah. <laughs> I said York and Cole. <laughs> Drogba and... We don't have it. <laughs> Drogba and yeah, lamps. Drogba and lamps. <laughs> Drogba and lamps. Yeah, yeah. I said Henri and Burkham. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for tuning into the penultimate episode of the What the Footy podcast. For all of you that have listened so far, it means the absolute world to me. Um, yeah, it just means so much. It just means so much. I'm a bit overwhelmed right now, actually. It just means so much to me. Um, you guys just keep me going with all of this stuff and I literally love football. I love the business of football and to know that 
whether it's one person or one million people that are listening, it just means the absolute world to me that someone out there is hearing my voice. <laughs> um, so guys, I hope you loved this episode, not liked it. Uh, I'm back here next week for the final episode of season one. Then season two is likely to resume in June. I'll probably do an episode, like an end of season one party style episode, just explaining when I'm going to be back. Um, maybe invite a few guests on there as well. Um, so guys, get in touch if you want to get involved in the end of season one party. To all my avid listeners out there, shout out to Marvin, shout out to Louis, shout out to Amber, shout out to... Um, yeah, shout out to all my avid listeners. Um, lots of love, guys. Remember to download, subscribe, rate and review and tell a friend to tell a friend. Let's go. What the footy? What the footy? What the footy? What the footy? Get ready to cheer on Team USA. Sign up for Xfinity Internet and get a Flex 4K streaming box free and Peacock Premium included. Can your internet do that? Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Peacock subscription required. Xfinity, proud partner of Team USA. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.